0: He and Pioli were friends from their long-ago days together with the Cleveland Browns. Brian, when he was a young player, doing everything he could to keep his spot on the roster. Pioli, when he was a young personnel assistant, trying to move his way up in the front office. Pioli still worked in the NFL, but now operated on a whole different level. As vice president of player personnel for the New England Patriots, he was one of the most respected executives in the league, working closely with head coach Bill Belichick, who was on his way to becoming the NFL's winningest coach of the decade. Together, they had orchestrated the franchise's first Super Bowl victory after the 2001 season. And now, with only two weeks left in the 2003 regular season, the Patriots were well positioned for another championship run. Brian and Pioli had not spoken for nearly a year. Why this out-of-nowhere call at a time when his schedule has to be crazy, Brian wondered. Must be about that hat I asked him to have Belichick sign for that lady I met. After the obligatory small talk, Brian cut to the chase. Hey, man, where's my hat? I never got the hat. Pioli had an entirely different agenda. Listen, he said, you're not going to believe this, Brian, but we need to get a look at you. Bill wants to get a look at you. Brian was familiar enough with football speak to know exactly what that meant. His old coach, Belichick had been head coach in Cleveland when Brian and Pioli were there, wanted to fly him into Boston for a tryout. Brian was absolutely stunned. He paced in front of his class. You serious? Our long snapper got hurt, Pioli said. Most of the two dozen students were distracted from working on the review material, trying to figure out what in the world their teacher was dealing with on the phone. "I'm 38 years old," Brian said. Pioli already knew that, of course, but Brian was only thinking out loud. "You realize how long it’s been since I've played football?" I mean, I still work out, just went to the gym before school this morning, but I’m probably down about 20 pounds from the end of my career." Brian stood almost 6 foot three, and now weighed less than 220 big for everyday life, but not for someone banging heads with defensive linemen in the NFL. Not a problem, Pioli said. We just need you to snap. We don't need you to block, don't need you to cover. Just snap. Just get the ball back there. Really? Wouldn't be calling if I didn't mean it. Brian was excited, but also wary. Those painful memories he'd been trying to push away, the indignity of rejection and the empty feeling of worthlessness, came rushing back, once again washing all over him. What to do? what to tell his friend. "'I really don't know if I want to do this,' Brian said. "'I'll have to think about it. Can you give me a couple hours?' "'I'll call you back,' Pioli said. The teacher turned to his curious students and took in a deep breath. Gathering himself as best he could, Brian said, "'You guys are not going to believe who that was. This guy from the New England Patriots, Scott Pioli, he wants me to fly up there and try to make the team. He wants me to play football again.' It is not often that a Bible class turns into a free-for-all.' Students shouted and cheered, so many voices competing for attention, that Brian could not immediately make out the particulars of what anyone was saying. All that registered was the overall excitement emanating even from those who did not have a clue about football. But then came a voice of clarity through the cacophony. It belonged to a boy in the back of the classroom. The Patriots have the best record in the league. Everyone's picking them to win it all this year. That was an overstatement. Not everyone was picking the Patriots, but New England was indeed projected to be one of the strong favorites heading into the playoffs. The Patriots had won 12 of 14 games, including their last 10 in a row, and were tied with the Kansas City Chiefs for the best record in the NFL. Brian had no idea about any of that. He had not been paying much attention to professional football. Turning his back on the game he loved was the only way he could deal with its having unceremoniously dumped him after all those years. What do you all think? Brian asked. ''Awesome!'' one of the girls shouted. ''You gotta go!'' one of the boys said. Then came a chorus of concurrence. ''Yeah, go, Mr. Kinchin! You have to! You have to!'' Brian settled everyone down and shared an idea. He would take a vote. ''Raise your hand if you think I should go!'' There was no need to count. Every student, boys and girls, had at least one hand up. Some were enthusiastically stabbing the air with both hands. The vote was unanimous, and the students erupted again. We'll watch you on TV, one of the boys blurted out. How cool is that? If only it were that simple for Brian. Of course, none of the kids knew about the ugly ending and the string of rejections he had already endured. Brian had not only been a long snapper in the NFL, he had been a decent tight end as well, gaining recognition primarily for his blocking and tenacity, but also catching as many as 55 passes in a single season, 1996, while playing for the Baltimore Ravens. The apparent end to his playing career came four years later with the Carolina Panthers, after a knee injury and months of clinging to the false hope that his job would still be there for him the next year. Instead, after surgery and rehabilitation, Brian was cut loose. For a while, he remained optimistic about catching on with another team.